my name is Emily Hines and I attend Houston City Council meetings and I take notes and then I share them with you. Today's notes are from the council meeting on March 1st, 2023. First, I will go over the mayor's report. Mayor Turner devoted all of today's mayor's report to the rumored state Texas Education Agency or TEA takeover of HISD, which he says could happen as soon as next week. According to Turner, TEA Commissioner of Education Mike Morith would not confirm the takeover, but state legislators have told the mayor that the state is solidifying takeover plans. Turner said this potential takeover is totally alarming. HISD is the largest school district in the state with 273 schools and almost 200,000 students. Turner said there is no successful model for such a takeover in the entire United States. Some backstory to what led up to this. The TEA gives schools and districts an annual report card. Since 2015, state law, it's HB 1842 if you want to look it up, gives Texas the authority to take over an entire school district if just one school fails to maintain a passing grade for five or more years. In 2019, HISD received a B, but Wheatley High School failed for the seventh year. HISD eventually sued and things have been rolling through the court since then. In January, the Texas Supreme Court threw out an earlier injunction that prevented the takeover, hence the current shenanigans. The most recent report card shows significant improvements, with 40 out of the 50 schools that received D and F grades in 2019 no longer failing, including Wheatley, and HISD received an overall B grade as well. Turner said this potential takeover is a total obliteration of local control and threatens democracy itself because it would oust democratically elected school board members and the school board elected superintendent. He said, quote, if you take HISD and start breaking it into charter schools and utilizing vouchers, you're destroying the public school education system, end quote. Turner also questioned who the TEA is even engaging with in Houston and said that feedback from local parents, students, and teachers, and democratically elected officials is key. Mayor Turner discussed the state takeover of North Forest ISD, which was absorbed into HISD without additional resources allocated to help with those added costs. He said that state takeover is a bad model and likened it to actions taken in Florida. Councilmember Kamen said this proposed state takeover would be an attack on democracy. She questioned the motive, as Governor Abbott is currently touring to promote school voucher programs. She said the state has gutted the public school system by underpaying teachers and taking away resources, and she called on people to speak up against the takeover. Councilmember Cisneros says she has no confidence a state takeover will lead to improvements and that it is ridiculous for the state not to look at recent improvements made in HISD. 80% of HISD is economically disadvantaged, and Cisneros said this policy would hurt those people the most. There is a Childhood and Youth Committee meeting on Wednesday, March 8th, that will go over this issue, and she encouraged people to attend and sign up to speak. Councilmember Gallegos called the attack part of Governor Abbott's cultural wars, but he did criticize school boards for sometimes having people with no educational experience elected to their ranks. He advocated for mayoral jurisdiction over HISD's superintendent, and he pointed to other cities, which he did not name as a successful model. Mayor Turner did not directly respond to Gallegos' suggestion about mayoral power over the HISD superintendent, but he did agree that the mayor and city council are democratically elected and have developed ties to the community they are elected from. He once again questioned who the board of managers from a state takeover would be and asked why the commissioner of the TEA isn't talking to Houstonians. 
Finally, Mayor Turner highlighted House Bill 2127, a.k.a. the Texas Regulatory Consistency Act, which would change Houston and other cities from home rule to general rule. So any local ordinance that deals with topics already laid out in state law, specifically agriculture, finance, insurance, labor, natural resources, or occupation codes would be void. This could remove local control over many issues from noise ordinances, drought mitigation, predatory lending. This is a direct response to the agendas of what some conservatives call activist cities. Turner said, quote, can't you see what's happening here? It's not just the schools, they're attacking cities too. End quote. Councilmember Castix Tatum said there are hundreds of bills every legislative session that look to preempt cities and reduce local control. She said, we need everyone, including elected officials, to advocate at the state level because, quote, if we allow this to happen now, it will continue to happen and we will be usurped, end quote. She encouraged everyone at council to familiarize themselves with the Texas Municipal League's legislative update. Mayor Turner said that HISD has surpassed Dallas schools in every category and reiterated that using 2019 data to justify a takeover is making an egregious mistake. Now I'll move on to agenda items one and two, which deal with budgets for some city water systems. They both approved budgets for water systems operated by the Coastal Water Authority, or the CWA. So the city owns the facilities themselves, like the Lake Houston Canal and the pump station and the dam. And then the CWA runs them on behalf of the city. So item one approved the 2023 budget, which is $3.8 million for the Lake Houston facilities project. The CWA operates the raw surface water transportation system for Houston and conveys that water for governmental and industrial users. Item two approved the 2023 budget of $5.8 million for the Loose Bayou System Project, which was completed in 2022 and it's now delivering water to Lake Houston. As we learned on February 15th, Lake Houston provides 73% of all water to the city. It may not be glamorous, but learning about the city's water system is my new passion, and I'm dragging you all down with me. Okay, here are a few other agenda items that stood out. Item 10 approved $86,000 for search and rescue dive equipment for HPD. Item 15 approved a contract with PepsiCo for up to $7.4 million to provide a nutritional supper and supplement to about 1,500 to 1,700 kids daily at 65 sites across the city. The next highest bidder was First Time Moms, a local nonprofit whose bid was just $500,000 higher. Item 16 approved $1.8 million for flooring at HPD and the General Services Department. Items 23 and 24 approved an update to an agreement with TxDOT for a Fondren Road reconstruction project that will include a four-lane roadway with bike accommodations, a signalized intersection, multimodal safety features, and drainage improvements. Councilmember Castix Tatum praised the community engagement of this project. Items 26, 27, and 28 all approved funding for drainage maintenance projects across the city. Item 30 would have approved a 10-year contract to HOUJV LLC to provide food and beverage concessions at Hobby Airport. This has something to do with that Papa's drama you might have read about, and I don't know much about it because I missed last week. This week, it was tagged by Councilmembers Cayman, Robinson, and Gallegos, so it's still on hold. And finally, the Councilmember pop-off. Councilmember Peck plugged two events this Saturday, a march against crime at Sylvester Turner Park. He has his own park. 
and the Children's Art and Nature Festival at Vogel Creek. Councilmember Jackson shared that HPD Chief Finner will be at the next District B debrief on March 18th. Councilmember Kamen cheered the start of Women's History Month. She highlighted the prescribed burn at the Arboretum this week, and she singled out Senate Bill 147, an anti-Asian bill that has hearing tomorrow after only 24 hours of notice. Councilmember Pollard plugged a gun safe giveaway on March 3rd. Councilmember Huffman plugged a conversation on crime on April 13th. Questions can be submitted in advance until March 31st. She also asked for a One Safe Houston financial update. Councilmember Cisneros plugged the Childhood and Youth Committee meeting on Wednesday. The topic will be the potential state takeover of HISD. Councilmember Martin plugged the monthly Electronics Recycle Day this Saturday, March 4th at the Kingwood Neighborhood Recycling Center. He reminded us recycling centers now accept all plastics, which your curbside recycling does not. Councilmember Castix Tatum cheered the start of Women's History Month, and she said it is an honor to serve with the 10 female council members. She praised a Black History Month celebration event with the Consul General of Israel and others. She complained about some beef with the Texas GLO, saying that GLO built homes after Harvey aren't up to snuff. She asked for the city's help in gathering data for a report. She accused the GLO of taking away people's wealth by giving them crappier homes than they originally had. And that's it for March 1st. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. And we excitingly have one new subscriber to thank, Brian. Thank you, Brian. The Patreon is patreon.com slash emilytakesnotes if you too think this is a project worth supporting. Also, thanks to ACLU Texas and Houston in Action for your support and to Tecolotl, who does the Spanish translations of these notes. This podcast has music by Joe Wozni, and it was produced by Connor Clifton. That's it for this week. I'm Emily Hines, and I thank you for listening. Bye.